Welcome to Forget the Numbers, the occasionally educational podcast that proves you're not alone in your ACCA journey, even when it feels like it. I'm Kate from Learn Signal Student Success Team, and today I'm joined by Alan. Hello, everybody. Um, so again, today I'm going to just talk to Alan about some of the key findings from our webinar. So we're just having a webinar debrief um, from the session that took place today. So we had over 700 students register um, sign up for the webinar. So thank you to everyone that attended. Um, Alan answered you stuck with you all and answered all your questions today but just in case you want to kind of listen on the go or anyone that missed it we just want to go through the key findings because students are constantly coming back to us and telling us that they really learn from other students questions and everything so the purpose of today is to go through all of those key nuggets of information so Alan how do you think it went today? Yeah, I think I I'm surprised every time we seem to get more and more questions and the my usually it's a five minute warning to stop asking questions. Today it was a fifteen minute warning to stop asking <laughs> questions, which is no bad thing. Um I do hope everybody got what they needed from it. Um and I think uh Connor was there helping put some que- some answers together while we were on it and he's put together some themes that he picked up on and I think even though every student thinks that they have their question is so unique to them. There's probably four or five key areas that, that, that share. And I think what students get most confused about is, well, I'm doing audit while I'm doing financial management. Yeah. Our problems are completely different when, yeah. to be honest, their problems are the same. Um, it's just they can get so focused in, in their yeah. subject. So what I tried to get across today, and you can still watch the webinar by, by going on to LearnSignal and going on to your subject page, we'll have it up there. Um what I did f- try and explain today is that it's just when you hear me talking about audit and you're not you're doing a different subject, mm. it's still most of the advice that we gave today is valid yeah. no matter what subject you're do- doing and it's yeah. taking those pieces together and, and applying them to your subject and your situation. I think questions as well is a really good way of learning because we, we focused on some of the main topics that came up for, during exam sitting and it, and I thought, oh, maybe there'll be repetition after, you know, because we covered a lot on yeah. key themes, but we actually didn't because the questions today, there's some really key areas that, yeah. you know, that we didn't go through in our... Well, they get to get so personal I guess yeah. and, and um, I think at this stage so you, like all the people who are coming to our webinars I think a lot of them do come back and I'm even beginning strangely to recognise some of the names and I think that's because we don't like you guys have to study enough so you get to see PowerPoint presentations and you're reading books and notes and stuff and I think the last thing we want to do at webinars like our podcast is to set up another 25 page slide mm-hmm. presentation so I think what works really well for the people who attend the webinars, because the numbers are growing every time we have one, is yeah. because they know we're not just there about telling them what's right and what's wrong. We're we're there to address their problems. And hopefully the few things we talk about today will we'll finish yeah. that off and, yeah. and get them, like when you're listening to this, get you really motivated and, and hopefully solve any problems you have and get you ready for June. Yeah, absolutely. So great. We'll get started. So on the main theme. So one of the first themes, and it, it's something we touched on in, in the previous podcast before this in terms of results week, 
Um, and it's a, it's obviously a big theme around results week and that is failing. Yeah. Um, but if you take students that are failing multiple times um, and a lot of students today, the main piece that they're looking for is advice on what they can do differently um, to pass and also any tips on how to stay motivated. Yeah, um, actually there's one big theme around that today that, that surprised me was happening so much. And this was, I, I'm kind of going back to myself now because this was actually very specific. So, and we had a few students today who were doing advanced tax and advanced audit. And one person in particular had failed advanced tax six times, Mm -hmm. but they don't work in tax. And I feel like, well, why are you doing something so specific when you don't work in the area? Yeah. Um, So for anybody out there who's struggling with audit or tax, if you are not working in audit and tax, pick one of the other two or pick both of the other two. Um, Although they are hard, they're all hard. But you're really, really fighting against it if you're not doing one or the other, if you're doing tax and doing audit and not working in it. Because it's like, and I use the example of Connor's worked in audit for a number of years. Like when you're doing the audit exam, it's what would you do if this situation happened? Mm. It's not what piece of theory. It's like, what are the practical steps you do? And most people, yes, they learn it from the book. Mm. But the people who are working in audit on a daily basis have to say, oh, this happened to me last week and this is what we did. And when you give that to an examiner, the examiner is doing little cartwheels. Practical as practical. Yeah. So I think that was a theme that surprised me today um, about people who had failed and a lot of people failing audit and tax. That is, not, And I know it's hard to kind of say, oh, I've tried six times. Do you really want me to try a different subject? And yeah. my answer is yes. Like six times is more than enough. And audit and tax are changing so much, like especially with tax, with the updated tax act, finance acts happening every year. I think just like this is not your subject, this right. is not your area. Okay. Um, go find the other two. Regarding everybody, uh, the others who are failing multiple times on other subjects, um, it is doing something different. And we talked about this a bit earlier. Um, like there's two things different you do. You have to be honest with yourself and say, well, did I really do a mock exam? Have I really been saying a 20 minute question mm. takes me 38 minutes and I've been spending an hour and a half to perfect it? You don't get an hour and a half an exam. So it's being honest with yourself, but it's not just the study part. It's mm-hmm. the it's the where you're studying, where you're doing your work. So maybe you're used to work, coming home from work and having dinner and watching some TV and then, oh, it's 10 o'clock. I'll start my study. Well, maybe do the opposite way. Maybe get up at six o'clock in the morning and start your study. Yeah. You might surprise yourself that that's the time that suits you more, that you're more awake. Just because you've always studied in the evening doesn't mean it's right. Change your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're in your li- in your bedroom. Try the kitchen. Try a local library. If you're getting, as I said, in some countries, you're getting nice weather. Go to your back garden. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the same room as you've been when it hasn't gone well, you're just thinking, oh, I'm back in this same room doing the same thing and it went so badly the last time. Yeah. How is it ever going to get better? And you're nearly mentally defeating yourself before you started. So changing your surrounding and change what you did. But the worst thing you can do is do the same thing that you've always done. Um, and what one thing that kind of scared me, and I said this today in the webinar today, was um, there was two students especially. One got 47 in an exam and one got 48. And because they got so close, they were going to repeat that one and do another one in June because they were effectively saying, well, I'm only 2% off. But it's a different exam paper. It's a different day. It's You might have got lucky and got 47% because there are subjects you knew mm. something about. What happens if you got subjects you knew nothing about? So the biggest, a big mistake people make is because they get so close to 50. It's only a little bit more. I only have to improve myself by one mark. Mm. 
but you're starting from zero again in June. So people have to, as students, you have to learn to be patient. Mm-hmm. It's a, we talked in, in the other podcast that goes out at this one about being patient. Mm-hmm. It's a 25 year, year career, 30 mm-hmm. year career, maybe even longer for some people. What you're rushing the next 12 weeks for take your time and get yourself through the exams mm-hmm. properly instead of being in a rush because I think what we do see with the pass rates most people in a rush by the end of it all take longer to do their exams yeah yeah and I, I mean I think it's also worth worth noting that you're not really alone in that we've had some really nice and I said this in the earlier podcast some lovely feedback so thank you again to everyone that sent in any nice emails it's really lovely to hear from you and um, a, a couple of emails we've received that um, one student's just qualified. So they've completely finished other ACCA exams, but they f- they were failing one of the subjects multiple times. Mm. And the student said, I did two mock papers. I got f- personalised feedback on what I was doing wrong, but also personalised feedback on what I was doing right to build yeah. on that. Yeah. And then they also did boot camp. So that's only, th- you know, two l- changes. Tweaks, yeah. yeah. And, and that was really only what, that, what they highlighted in terms of additional pieces, what they were doing. And that isn't a huge change to your... No, but the, the thing about what we try and do is to build some confidence. Yeah. It's not all about... It's not... Like, so there's two ways of looking at things. And when you fail an exam, you feel bad and you feel depressed or you feel negative and you think, oh, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. But why not switch that around and say, well, that's happened. Well, what can I do better? What can yeah. I improve? How can I get my point across? How can I communicate better? Can I write it better? Should I practice questions more? And that person is a really good example where they went and say, well, well, I've done it this way and it was wrong. And they tweaked and they made changes. And I think they weren't just barely successful. They were very successful mm-hmm. in, in the yeah, result. Exactly. And they comfortably passed their exam. And it is about, and like, that's real life. That's not just me sitting on my little tower telling you all what to do right. Like that's what students are doing and it does work. And it's it's all these years of talking to students and working with students that we know this works. And uh, But it, it, it's kind of a brave thing to do because it's stepping out of your comfort zone because you're so used to doing things in a certain way. And maybe you've been doing it in school and college and mm-hmm. all of us and it's always worked. Mm-hmm. And what people struggle with is then, oh, but I did things all mm-hmm. this way and it's always worked. And but it's always worked and they yeah. get confused and people as human beings we get a bit caught up when change happens we don't really like change we like the routine really um, and it is hard to change but that student was brave and changing I guess and it worked for them totally. and, and it should be a good example to everybody else yeah so I think then you know resource wise it is if I guess if there are students listening or attend the webinar that haven't done boot camp and are you know mock a mock paper um it's not that we constantly push it because we want to keep you know you know i don't want to say we're we're saying it positively it works yes yeah and we've had and we and we've had so many students that have said it works so it's not we're telling you the odd student will come to me and say oh stop sending me emails you're just trying to get money out of me yeah and i said but like how much money are the acca getting out of you because you're repeating your exam or and i said this again today Students seem to think, well, the ACCA are the exam body, so it's mm-hmm. okay to give them money to repeat and repeat mm-hmm. and repeat. And they seem to think that investing in your education is the lesser part yeah. of it. And that once you keep giving it to ACCA, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But that investing some money and doing a mock exam and getting that feedback, it seems, you 
students seem to look at that as additional cost. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you do that up front, you're saving yourself much more money by doing mm-hmm. than paying. Yeah. Like Think the, of the time also. The time and the effort and the, just the confidence it takes yeah. um, out of you and the energy sapping and the family parties you're missing or the sports you're a not playing. A lovely summer. In, a lovely summer. Like take all that into account. It's all, it's all like ju- invest in yeah. yourself now. There's nobody... Uh, I mean, you have to if you want to have a factory, you have to build a factory first before you yeah. can make anything. It, it's no different than that. You have to build the infrastructure now to give yourself a successful yeah. career. OK, so I guess then just to summarise just some of the pieces that we've talked about in terms of if you fail multiple times, um, your advice is do things differently. So don't just keep doing. There's a reason why maybe it hasn't worked. So mm-hmm. switch th- things up and that could be your your current surroundings also look at some resources that we keep talking about and they work and they work for a reason and you know it really will help you if you haven't already signed up or decided to do a mock so that's definitely um a key a key factor that you should take on board if you haven't um use these resources and you're failing and then also if you're failing um audit multiple times mm-hmm. that try new subjects try new if especially if you're not working in it and if yeah. you are working in it ask people you're working with to help you yeah sit down with your your manager or your friend or the team you're working with and say yeah. Here's an exam paper. I didn't pass it. Yeah. How would you have answered that? And, yeah. and try and maybe learn through a bit of discussion or, or come on to our 24 hour um, help desk. Yeah. They'll help you anytime yeah. to start a discussion with them. That's what that's what they're there for. That's why there's somebody there all the time is to react to your thoughts and not let you linger in your thoughts mm. and see how hard it is. Yeah. Like just. Get it out of your system. I think that's really important to think about what you're learning practically as opposed to what you're learning for the exam. Yeah. So when you're studying, how do you how do you use this to better yourself in your current job or your career and think about it practically and then you'll understand it. Exactly. That's what the ACCA is trying to be all about. It's trying to to be practical and career oriented. So like at the end of the day, if somebody asked you a question in work, you wouldn't say, oh, here's the model and here's all the points for the model. Mm-hmm. You would tell them what the solution is. And yeah. if you take that into any ACC exam, you'll do well. It's a mindset as much as, and for some reason, people come out of work and they go into uh, a, a theoretical, educational, academic mindset because they think that's what the people who are marking the exam want to hear. They don't. They want to hear exactly what you're telling people in your job. Okay. Okay. Hopefully that is enough advice in terms of that. I think I think it They've is. All had, everybody's had enough of me at this yeah. stage, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so just on to the next theme. So and it's a really interesting. Um, this this theme is pretty interesting because we didn't actually cover it in the in the podcast before. So um, it's a new one to talk about and it's relevant. So six weeks to go until the next exam. So we're now in results week, which is you know you're either dealing with positive or negative news, and you're, and you're kind of decide you're making choices based on that. But the reality of it is, is there's six weeks to go to the June exam. So how can students prepare, Alan? Where do they start? Um, students need to be finding the amount to do in the six weeks daunting. Um, mm. And, you know, everyone wants a, a quick tip or maybe a magic wand. <laughs> I don't have um, any of them left. I gave them all away earlier. <laughs> but I think one of the things with um, the the studying in the five weeks to go. Okay, it's not ideal, but that's where you all are now. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, I think one of the things you have to look at, people say practice questions. Um, and practicing questions is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the advantage of practising questions is that when you find gaps in the questions you're doing and you go and close those gaps, that's kind of a way of studying. So it's a way of studying without actually sitting with a manual and a highlighter pen and go, that's an important point, that's an important point, but not really remembering. So the questions are useful in that way. Um, We've got some feedback before from students who said, oh, I can buy this book from this provider and they have 200 questions and you only have 50 questions. And my answer is, well, can you do all 200 questions? And it generally starts a conversation Well, I've attempted them all. I said, well, how many have you marked? How many have you passed? Mm-hmm. How many, if I put you in a room with a mm-hmm. pen and a piece of paper now, could you do? And they go, oh, well, I didn't do very well in them. Mm-hmm. So you're better off actually picking two or three questions per subject, mm-hmm. trying them, marking yourself, trying it. And at least knowing that, oh, I can perfect two or three questions, mm-hmm. then do lots more if you want. But this whole thing, students confuse practice with questions and they say, oh, no, I'll do I did 100 questions. No, you attempted 100 questions and you ended up in the exact same place in the exam as you did when you're attempting questions. So, like, don't get carried away with the number of questions. That, that's a real uh, it's a real baffling thing. So I would spend the next two and a half weeks um, covering trying to cover content. Yeah. So. Get through the videos on the site as much as you possibly can. Read through the notes. Don't fall in the trap of trying to remember. Try to understand. Mm -hmm. And there's a big difference because if you're reading a video trying to remember, you're not understanding it. Mm -hmm. Try and grasp the concepts, the the memory thing. It'll sink more into your memory when you're practicing questions. But initially, try and understand even broadly what a topic is about. If it's about options and futures, you don't have to understand five weeks out the minutiae of everything about it. But do you broadly understand options and futures, the relationship, when you might use one and when you might Mm -hmm. use the other? And if you can come out of the content part in the next couple of weeks, having just a rough idea where everything fits in, that means you now have that kind of template for your questions. Yeah. And if you have a template going into every question, when you roughly know, oh, well, I know what they're asking for here, Mm -hmm. then you can fill in the gaps Mm -hmm. and practice will help you fill in the gaps and your question attempts will be so much better. But I think what a lot of students do is say, I've only got five weeks left, I have to start practicing questions. Okay. And doing a question with no knowledge to begin with, nowhere even to start, yeah. you're, not, you're not really going to prepare yourself that okay. way. Okay. I think that's pretty solid advice then. So do it in stages and then it kind of all makes yeah, You have a bit to trust yourself. Sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about then, what do you think then? So obviously we, we launched the interactive study timetables. How, how does that fit within the whole piece of students are studying now. Well, the advantage of those is like we obviously design them around 12 weeks because that's just my personal belief and strength that if you follow everything we ask you to do over a 12-week period, you'll pass your exam. But you don't have 12 weeks, you have five weeks. I still think it's important that the last three weeks should be as we kind of prescribe, which is the boot camp mainly. There is still time in between the boot camp to study um, little bits and we'll give you advice and that closer to the time. So what you need to do is pick out the major sections from the study timetable of the syllabus and have a plan for between now and the start of boot camp to try and cover that content. And again, it's understanding. It's not remembering. Understanding is a much shorter learning process than remembering is. Yes. Uh, And if you can just look at the videos, understand them. um, And an interesting thing, a student got in touch recently. She said, um, oh, I didn't have time to watch the videos at home. But what she started doing was she had a long commute to work. She listened to the videos. So she didn't watch the videos, but she listened to the tutor talking about the topic, which I thought was a really 
good good uh, good solution and she found that really useful because even that at least she'd heard about whether it be options or futures or this model or yeah. that model before and you're keeping your brain focused and you're absorbing yeah. information and, and you're also and, yeah. you're al- always kind of thinking of study so people say they don't have the time well find some time and if it's not watching it's, it's listening mm-hmm. so try and be a little bit creative about when you study and, and how you study as mm-hmm. well yeah that's a good very good point um Okay, so so it's not too late. It's not well. <laughs> it's 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 never too late, but I think you have to put a hundred percent into it from now and really commit. It's all about commitment. Yes, you know what we say: we do sixty percent of the work for you, so you don't have to. But the other forty percent is all it's down, all to, down you, to you, and we we can give you the tools, but we can't make you do it. And and if you give that commitment and and take our sixty percent on board, you have a great chance of passing. Okay, so. Now, I know how you feel about this one, but I'll just ask you anyway. Okay. <laughs> Students still planning to sit multiple exams per sitting? Yes. Um, don't do it, <laughs> please. Um, no, it's not don't do it. And some people are successful. I, I use a statistic we calculated last year that only 11% of people who passed in it, who took more than one exam in a sitting actually passed all the exams. Um, I understand people are in a rush. I understand people want to pass these as quickly as possible. Um but I do think doing multiple exams in a sitting ends up making your ACCA exam journey longer in the long run. There are always exceptions. There are always Teach people. Pressure, isn't it? And it is huge because, like, how does okay? I failed an exam, so the next time I'm going to take mm. two. That like, if you think about the logic of that, it's like, oh, well, I ran a race and I didn't run it in the time I mm. wanted to run it in. So tomorrow I'm going to run two races and mm. run the second one in the time I want to run it in. If you think about it, a lot, people go, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. But I know the emotion takes over and uh, and a little bit of <laughs> disappointment and panic takes over. And it's like you want to prove to yourself that that was a, a just a one-off and that you can be even better than you were before. But that just makes life a little bit more difficult. Mm. So it's about, like, it's all experience. And there are, are bad experiences in life, but you will learn from them too. So you kind of have to say, well, let's chalk that down. Let's learn from that. And yeah. like, that was a small hill I couldn't get over. So the best thing to do is get over that hill first. And now you can't, well, the minute you've passed that exam, now you'll know what you did different and you can apply that going forward and you'll benefit from that. But don't overcompensate. No. Because we've seen from statistics overcompensating, that doesn't work. Well, I mean, if you look at the the, the ACCA global pass rates, yeah. And then you split that by two, you know, yeah. you divide one person because you're only one person at the end of the day. Yeah. So it seems uh, it's, it seems statistic wise it's against you. Yes. Um, and, 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 and it's just not it's unfortunately it's just not going to work. Yeah. And it will work for some people. And everybody will say, oh, my friend has a friend who has a friend who has a friend who did this. Well, they're not you. And stop comparing yourself yeah. to other people. And, and do it your way and do it the best way for you. Yeah, you've been quite hard on yourself maybe as well if you Un- are going unnecessarily to put yourself through so, that. I think, yeah. Yeah. So what papers to sit next? Now, I know you covered that previously um, yeah. with Connor. So. so my quick summary of that is after you finish your applied skills, yeah. and it doesn't really matter applied skills, which order you do them in. After you finish your applied skills, um, you want to look at strategic professional. Um, do the professional and ethics module first because that will pick, help pick you up marks. Um, if you don't have any major preferences, I would tend to do SBR first, mm-hmm. especially if you're planning to do advanced audit, because going through a lot of SBR, a lot of that content will be very useful in audit. 
Um, but it doesn't work the other way around. So if you did audit first, you'll regret not having done SBR first because you don't get the same benefit backwards. Um, again, I go back on, if you're not involved in tax or not involved in audit, do advanced performance management or advanced financial management. As tough as you might find them, the other two are tough as well. And then always leave SPN until the end. Always. Always, always. Be, just even one simple thing, it's a four-hour exam. So don't get yourself in a situation where you're used to doing three-hour, 15-minute exams. Then you go do a four-hour exam. Then you go back and do a three-hour, 15-minute exam. That your, your brain will... The way you study will change yeah. too much. So leave SBL to the end. And there's bits of every subject you do in SBL. So maybe you do advanced financial management and comes up in SBL that you have to talk about options and futures or advanced performance management. And you have to talk about a model. And that because SBL doesn't teach you everything. SBL is assuming a lot of knowledge that you've picked up in other mm-hmm. subjects. So leave it until the end. Let that be your kind of capstone, your your final exam, your final target. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in between, it's just how you really feel. Um, a lot of people today suggesting they're going to try and take two strategic professional exams in one sitting. Um, that's fine if you're starting studying today and your sitting's in December. Go for it. <laughs> but if you're sitting, is it if you're going to be sitting in six in weeks, June in six weeks. weeks' time, I think you'll struggle to pass one. Never mind two. Mm-hmm. And. I know these. I know people won't listen to me, but we'll keep on. We'll keep on trying, and maybe yeah. somebody does. Um, but in, in a, in a, maybe in a couple of years' time, when you get through it all, um, you'll pass that on to other yeah. people. But it really is like just don't be rushing. No, take I it mean, easy on re- yourself. You, you're an expert in it, in that you teach it, but you're also an expert in it because you're you're working with students all the time. Yeah, we've se- we've seen this. Yeah. We're getting the feedback. We're getting the emails. We're like the. It's great that, and you mentioned earlier, it's great getting these wonderful emails and students coming in saying, "Oh well, it's great that they worked with Learn Signal and they passed their exams," and that's really great for us. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's heartbreaking when we get the emails coming in and say, "I failed for my fourth time. I failed for my fifth time. I was using different providers. Nothing works for me." And you kind of well, that's that's harder. That's hard to take because I think there is a solution out there for everybody. Yeah, of course. And it's it's about, um, I get being honest with yourself and um, kind of, I suppose, learning, you know, do, listening to people's mistakes and advice. Yes. Um, and I think we're, we're always kind of open with that and try and talk through that on, on the podcast. So, so um, I think we've covered everything. Everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, we talk a lot about boot camp and we talked actually a couple of weeks about it in that um we we do we'll launch it 21 days before the exam mm-hmm. it's not it's not students don't have to religiously although we advise it stick to the 21 days if they drop off for a weekend because of whatever reason or a day yeah. start like don't completely drop off and i think that don't completely you know go well that's done i can't do it so that's yeah. always a key key piece um if if students because if students want to register for boot camp we, we 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 don't launch that for about a week so i'll be emailing students to kind of let them know when that's happening and yourself and connor will be emailing students as well so mm-hmm. if anyone is taking any of the advice on board um stay tuned for those emails and then thank you very much, Alan, for your... No problem. <laughs> and thanks to everyone that uh, signed up um, today for the for the webinar. And um, hopefully anyone that missed it, we've given you a good top line on, on everything that you need to do to kind of keep, keep going for June. All the best in your exams, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.